Good morning. Happy morning after, you know, last night day. Yeah, the two-lane, that's what I was thinking. Two-lane keeps this up. They're going to have to expand and get some four-lane in there. Four-lane, two-lane, four-lane. I'll try this over again. All right, our order of service uh, setting two in uh, the LSB, Lutheran Service Book, page uh, 167. And uh, we begin with uh, the confession and absolution. Please rise. As I get it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We continue with the entrance hymn, hymn 677, verses 1 through 4. Please be seated.
we rise. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of together. Almighty God, whose people are knit together in one holy church, the body of Christ our Lord, grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment, and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you, through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, be seated for the readings. Good morning. Good morning. The first reading is from the seventh chapter of Revelation. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding hum branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the, the elders and the four living creatures. <clears throat> Excuse me. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power 
and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, these men in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed your robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And who sit on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. The second reading is from the third chapter of 1 John. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that they do not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We rise to the gospel.
Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated for the hymn of the day, hymn 764. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I have 982. <laughs>
God's grace, his mercy, and his peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All Saints Day. Now, who are the saints? I know we have marked meanings, and we have unmarked meanings. That unmarked meaning, that's when somebody says, the saints. And you live in New Orleans. Your gut reaction is, well, of course, the only Christian professional football team, the saints, in New Orleans. So that's, that's, the, that's the unmarked meanings. The rest of the the meanings have to be marked, they have to have some context, like, for instance, it is All Saints Day at church. That's who now rest. Our lot in that, because if you look in the Revelation lesson, you see that there are people gathered before the throne they are praising God. And look, here we are today with our brothers and sisters in heaven gathered before the throne, not like the throne in heaven. Nevertheless, we gather before the throne and we sing praises to our God. We sing the same songs. We are in communion with those who have passed on before us and we hope and we pray and we lift one another up so that we also will one day be with them. Why? Why do we do that? Why do we believe that? Well, because we are God's children. God created this heaven and this earth, this heaven and this earth, fell into sin by our own fault, our own grievous fault. And Jesus Christ came to give us a, the good news, the better and let's say, you know, buck up, uh, try hard, uh, go and sin no more. Well, there's better news than that, and that is Christ while we were yet sinners and continue to be sinners, we, we are forgiven because Christ suffered and died for us. Otherwise, he would not have had to suffer and die. The wages of sin is death. Jesus never sinned, and yet he died. Why? For us. So now, who are we as we sit here? We are saints with the promise. Yes, we're also sinners. We used to say in seminary, I am simul justus et peccator. At the same time, saint and sinner. And Paul writes, this, writes about this when he, when he says, you know, the good that I want to do, I don't do. Matter of fact, I don't know that I can do it. And I keep saying to myself, stop that, but I keep doing it. And I am saying that I, I have a problem here. I want to do what is right. I know in my spirit what is right to do, and yet my body and my own will at times fails me over and over and I end up going back to the same stuff that got me in trouble in the first place. I have no problem saying, and we will, we'll get up and we'll say the creed and we'll say with all our hearts, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son. He suffered, he died. Under Pontius Pilate, which puts it right in history, so those people who say, uh, oh, well, you know, uh, ah, no, it happened. It's historically embedded in this world. 
and he suffered and he died and he rose again. And even that is in history books. Although, of course, you know, surrounded by lies because this world loves darkness. So here we are, saints and sinners, in a world that wants to dispute that there is an afterlife, that there is hope, that if we just stay the course here, that we also will inherit eternal life. And so we boldly proclaim when our, dead, uh, when our loved ones die and we send them off, we boldly say, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Because we know that Revelation is here saying that we know where they are. They're standing before the throne. And of course, these things are a mystery to us because how do you envision certain things? People who have lived a certain amount of life and that sort of thing. Yeah, but what about the little children? What about babes who have died in the womb? How do they stand? Who takes care of them? All of these things. But have no fear. We are told that in heaven, we are taken care of. That Louisiana Sunday don't come down on your neck. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to toil. And heaven, in heaven there is no dread, no tears, no nothing. I don't know, maybe not even, I don't know. See, and this is the part that kind of gets me because uh, is there no football there's no college because we'll know everything right uh yeah there, there won't be any churches so and that's kind of you know half and half yay boo but i'm not going to have a job because god's going to be the one who is there and and anybody who uh repairs things or or, you know, policemen, all that stuff, they're all going to be out of work. But this is how we think about things in earthly, which I say because it is even now hard for us on this earth to imagine what heaven is going to be like because we love to get better, right? That's one of our traits. If I can just, man, I just try it. And then when you get better and you win by, I don't know, one point or something like that, um, it, it fills us all with joy. But you realize when you get to heaven that our joy is going to be complete because who's already won? I mean, Jesus Christ has already won the battle and we're in this game in the final seconds ticking off and and we're mopping up because the victory's already won. So while we are here and, I don't know, turning ankles, if you will, uh, getting black eyes, uh, you know, doing those things, we're, we're still on the winning team and we're still winning. And those people who have gone before us are experiencing that victory. And so what happens is if somebody would decide to come back or if God would uh, want to send someone back, one of our loved ones who uh, has, has entered eternal rest, I'd shut up and sit down right now and we'd listen to that individual and they'd preach the best sermon you ever heard in your life. But we live by faith and hope. And this is what we do as we live each day. Now, I'll give you another word picture that I got actually went to a, a, a conference and and um, this was uh, because of a because I'm a police chaplain. Where we went to this, I went to this little conference and uh, the presenter was was saying that you know science, um, social sciences, agrees with a lot of the Christian teachings because the things that God teaches us to do is actually good for us mentally and physically 
as well as good for other people, right? And, and Jesus himself says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And what that does is that lays the foundation so that when things get rough, where do you go? You go to the foundation, the rock. He is the rock that will not be moved. Death can't even hold Jesus back. And so, when things get rough, we go to that rock and we stand firmly. And how do we stand firmly? I know, I know, this world says a lot of things and it just gets us fighting mad, doesn't it? But, you know, you can get mad at almost anything that you want to get mad at. You can get mad that somebody used to be at, you know, that good old Louisiana college there, that LUS, and then they went to that other one, you know, that other place, the one with the effluence. You can get mad at that person. You can get mad at anybody over anything if you decide that you can do that. And you can get mad for God. A lot of people get mad for God. Have you ever gotten mad for God? I'm so mad that that person said that. I'm just spitting mad. I think I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. I suppose there are times that we should do that. But sometimes when we are working in this world, you realize that when you follow Jesus, man, you can get enough trouble. Trouble will come your way. You can just be nice to somebody And because they know that you follow Jesus, they'll say, oh, there you go now. You think you're better than everybody else because, you know, you follow that that uh, Jesus. And you can get you can get um, shouted down or disregarded or rejected. Because you have faith. What does the Bible say? Well, we have the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes talk in little segments. So if you read in the Beatitudes and you read them and you might say, that one, that's me right there. That's me. Well, that one and this, this other one. And, it, oh, and this other one. But some of the other ones, I, you know, I don't know. That doesn't speak to me as well. But it speaks to other people. I mean, we could, we could say, all right, so which... You know, we could go through each of the Beatitudes and we could say, which one is the most important to you? Which one speaks out to you the most? And we might get different hands going up. And if we said, why is that? Then you could get personal and you could say, because I feel like I'm this way because of this in my life or that in my life. But don't forget that The word that overarches everything is you are God's children. You belong to God. Therefore, blessed are you. So it all applies. You could come up with your own beatitude. Blessed am I when, blessed am I when, when, oh, you know, that loved one dies and then the family gets together and, oh, baby, there's all kinds of stuff going on and not a whole lot of it Christian. Blessed am I. Or we can say, blessed am I. This stuff, a lot of this stuff in the world doesn't really deserve the attention that sometimes I give it. And when you say that, because Jesus Christ is the one who gives us all things, physical and mental and spiritual, all of those things, you can push that aside and you can say, you know what, I'm not going to let that destroy my attitude today. When you have this foundation of, I believe in God the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who comes to me and counsels me, you have great options. You have miraculous options. Another little piece of information from that conference. The presenter was talking about the pause. 
So something happens to you. We'll call that stimulus. And then there's response. Now, I know, you've heard that before. Stimulus and response. But in between the stimulus and response is the pause. What informs that pause? Is that the time that you think about your foundation? That you think about how blessed you are? Does that temper your response? Because there's an awful lot of stimulus and response that goes without thinking. It's just boom, boom, like that. And sometimes Christ isn't served in our lives when we do that. Oh, sure, we have other sayings. Sit down and count to ten. As if ten is a wonderful, I mean, I can, you know, one of the professors said, all right, now I'm going to nail you for all you deserve. But you think about being thankful for all Jesus has done, and you let that lead. And your life becomes maybe something from, well, I've never done that before, to, oh, I've never done that before. I've said the same thing, but my attitude is different. Why? Because I am thankful, and I'm standing on the foundation, and I'm consciously standing on that foundation. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it prevents me from making a fool out of myself. God help me, I do that enough on my own. But that's what I call for. God help me that I don't say something that I shouldn't say. That what I say comes from growing in what God has given me. And that is the peace that surpasses all understanding. And a thankful existence in what he has done for me through Jesus Christ. Suffered and died. I don't have to worry about going to hell. I don't. Why? Because when I do something I shouldn't do, I worry. I say, well, I hope God's not going to be mad at me. And when I do that, I tell myself that I am a faithful child and I have done wrong. And what do I do after that? It leads me to, God, forgive me, a poor, miserable sinner. And hopefully I get better, but oftentimes I don't. But you know what? Let's not use that as an excuse to not try. And I might have to try in certain areas, and you might have to try in other areas. But whatever sin it is, the wages of sin is death, and we will all die. And the question is, where are we going to go after that? Blessed are you, brother and sisters, in Christ. Blessed are you because Christ has already determined where you are going to go. And he has given you the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. And so you sit there and you can actually say, Thank you, God, for forgiving me. Yeah, but you're a poor, miserable sinner. Yeah, I understand that. But look at what Jesus did. Jesus took it all away. He suffered bodily for all of those things that I have done or ever will do. So now what do I do? We watch the clock tick down. And we mop up by showing love to God and love to one another. Because to be honest, we don't have to show love to ourselves because God loves us enough for us and for everyone. God loves us enough. And so it, it becomes not about us, but about, about God and about others. And we pause after someone says an unkind word or even after someone says something and we imagine it 
to be an unkind. Have you ever done that? Oh, God, that's the most embarrassing thing where somebody says something and you go, what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is this and this. Oh, boy, do I feel stupid. Here I was painting a negative picture on it when they were actually complimenting me. How did that happen? It's up there. It, ha it happens up there. I feel slighted. I feel like somebody's giving me a sucker punch. And then, you know, and I, and I know it before they're going to do it. And then I lash out. Did I pause between stimulus and the response? No, I didn't. So now, as we once again get an opportunity to be thankful for what Christ has done for us and to realize that we are on the winning team and we have already won through Christ Jesus. We don't have to. We don't have to get upset or get angry. And maybe we shouldn't be standing there wagging our fingers to the opposite side saying, you know, na, 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 na. Na 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 na. How's that going? Na na. Goodbye. You know. Goodbye. Don't go away. Mad. Just go away. We might want to be considerate of those people, because the Bible does say that we should love our enemies, right? Even. And the love of Christ that he has shown to us compels us to even love our enemies. And dare we do that? I think so. For the love of Christ, I think so. So, as we sit and we think about our loved ones who have passed in this past um, period of time, past year, let us think with thankfulness and with joy that they have entered their eternal rest. And let us hope and pray that as Christ wills, that we too would be counted in that number. Blessed are you when you follow the Christ. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord and our Savior. Amen. To the Nicene Creed on page 174. I believe in one God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O oh Lord, faithful God, 
we commend ourselves, our bodies and souls with all things into your keeping, into your righteousness. Deliver us from all that would harm the body and assault the soul. Lord, in your mercy. Righteous God, bless all ministries of the gospel and the congregations committed to their care that the comfort of Christ's sacrifice and the joy of his resurrection may be proclaimed to all who grieve their sin and mourn their dead. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we know of your deep love for us, for you have called us your children. Deepen the love of children for their parents and parents for their children. Strengthen fathers and mothers in their vocations that they may raise their children in the way that they should go. Hear the prayers of those who long for families. Sustain um, all expectant mothers and their little ones. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, bless all in authority over us, especially those whose work uh, to bring peace and justice, that they may be inclined to your will and walk according to your commandments. Grant wisdom to our citizens and courage and competence to our leaders. Lord, in your mercy. Oh God, you are our rock and fortress in our distress. Hear the prayers of those who are sick, suffering, or recovering from illness or injury, especially um, Veterans uh, who have so many um, issues they, they need to recover from, both psychological and, and also physical and spiritual. We pray that you would be with all of those, as well as those names, this long list of names we have in our bulletin uh, weekly. Lord, in your mercy, grant that all who are nourished by the holy body and blood of your Son may be raised to immortality and incorrupt to be seated with him at your heavenly banquet. Lord, in your mercy. Eternal Father, though death still calms, uh, claims our mortal bodies, you have raised Christ that we may pass through the death of our own joyful resurrection, uh, to our own joyful resurrection, and to the great reunion with those who have died in Christ and now rest from their labors. Receive our thanks for all the saints and for all their witness. And bear us on behalf of those who mourn the loss of those they love. Especially Wendy.
bring us at last to the place of everlasting light and life that we may see you face to face and live in your presence forevermore. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we have uh, made provision for receiving offerings, um, we continue with the offertory on page 176. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, in the communion of all your saints gathered into one body of your Son. You have surrounded us with so great a cloud of witnesses that we, encouraged by their faith and strengthened by their fellowship, may run with perseverance the race that is set before us, and together with them receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious uh, name, evermore praising you and singing. Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gather in the name and remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage of the feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given 
for you this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
rise for the post-communion canto call on page 181. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his favor upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. We close with hymn 677, verses 5 through 8. Please remain standing.